In this week's episode, I'm joined by Lisa Kinnicky, author of Inclusion Ally, and we'll be talking about the state of Maryland's new transgender inclusion policy, an amazing new franchise's efforts to diversify its franchisees, and much more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Let's get started. Lisa, will you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Delighted to be here. Thanks for having me, Bernadette. Big shout out to Jess Pettit for introducing the two of us. So uh, for those of you, if you're listening locally, this is a Wisconsin accent. I know Bernadette is in the Illinois, Chicago, Illinois area. But if you're listening somewhere else, this is what a Wisconsin accent is. I was a middle and a high school counselor for 12 years and a professor training the next generation of school counselors. And I wanted to take that a bit deeper. And so I have my DEI certification from Cornell. I've done a TED Talk, written a book, and have been presenting in all 50 states internationally on DEI issues. My business is called Inclusion Ally. And um, I just, I work with leaders who want to create safe and um, I haven't figured out the rest of that yet. Safe climates is probably where it is, both physically and psychologically. So still working on that tagline. It's great, Lisa. I'm really excited to have you here today. And I would love to talk a little bit more about your work. So your work is LGBTQ specific. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your the industries that you primarily work in and who do you serve? Yeah, I forgot the gay stuff. So yeah, I am. I, I'm Lisa K. Your everyday gay. Uh, so that that is my hashtag on things. And and when I said that, I work with leaders who want to. I, I the. I work with lots of industries, education, number one, and then beyond that, nonprofits, associations, a few corporations here and there. But what I've seen is that usually a a big corporation will have their own DEI person or department or something along those lines. So I like working with groups and organizations who don't have that big person. And, And it's, again, it is, how can you, very similar to your, um, your ACR um, little little sheet that you have. Follow the, follow the arc. Okay. Arc, yeah, follow the arc on that is, you know, just just ask questions like you say. And, you know, I'm, I, I pick up dog poop just like everybody else does. And, you know, I like to bring humor to it so that the LGBTQ plus population is not seen as taboo. And it's not always, you know, just uh, it could be. Um, an employee, but it could be a relative of of an employee, or it could be your neighbor. So I'm all about bringing that inclusion to that space. That's fantastic. And can you tell us a little bit about what in your work is bringing you hope? 
Oh, the youth, the youth of today are bringing me hope. And when, so I am 54 years old, I know you can't see it, but that in that Gen X population, uh, talking to the, the people who are making the big decisions right now about what's coming um, down the road and that the younger generation, not always younger, but they're like, y'all just need to get this. You know, you need to understand what trans is and you need to just embrace what pronouns are. And so I am excited about once we get the little older population up to speed on things, bringing the generations together. Very excited about that. I love that as well. I mean, isn't it amazing? And the amount of Gen Z folks who are actually out as LGBTQ plus is astonishing. I mean, over 20 percent. And I always joke that if it was 20% when I came out in the 90s, it would have been a heck of a lot easier to date, right? Or, yeah, and my sister told me that I was gay when I was 27. So there's that, too. Absolutely. It's really inspiring to see them have that courage and then challenge us all, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of asking questions, one of the things I wrote about in this week's newsletter was about microaggressions and how they really show up a lot at work and how I really do believe that it's everyone's responsibility to call folks out on their microaggressions and and to speak up as an ally. And I talk about the ARC method. So can you talk a little bit more about how you approach microaggressions and sort of what your take on this is? Absolutely. And and I loved everything that you wrote about this week too. So with the microaggressions, what I do talk about, whether it's implicit bias, unconscious bias, intersectionality, and fill in whatever word you want to use for it, my big thing is safety. And so what I want to make sure that I'm talking to people is that, yeah, if you want to be a capital A ally, somebody who is an upstander instead of a bystander, just make sure that it's safe. You know, you don't want to get into a, a situation where either the the person to whom the microaggression is made, I guess, or talked about becomes sure. a target. So you don't want that to happen. So know the time and the place. And sometimes it's difficult and it's okay. It's okay. Not that, you know, you need my blessing or anything, but <laughs> that, that you can revisit that, you know, Hey, I took a moment to think about it and this just isn't feeling right with me. And, you know, could we revisit this? I love that. I think that's a great line. Can we revisit this? I think that's because what I think is that a lot of folks don't have those conversation starters and they need they need words. They need language. Right. So can we revisit this is a great one. One of the things I I talk about saying is something like, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit more, right? As a way to sort of prompt the reflection. Okay, so let's get into this week's good vibes. The first story comes from the state of Maryland, which made it much easier for folks who are transgender, residents who are transgender and on Medicaid to receive gender affirming care, really without too much more difficulty than their existing regulations, which require a, a year of doctor's care, medical care. So really, I think this is an an amazing opportunity for trans folks to really feel like they can be more safe in their state. Talking about safety. Right. And then move to Maryland. You know, and it's, (laughs) uh, so um, I'm currently in the 
process of moving from Wisconsin to South Carolina. And let me tell you, these are the things that I think about as well. And, and it's interesting in the three years that I've had my business and talking of how the laws have changed and how it used to be that I talked about LGBT plus 101. And more people are like, teach me about the non-binary, the gender non-conforming, all, all of this. And it was like, let's bring on the trans information because again, it is, we're talking about people. We're talking about humans. And as an ally, you know, both you and I have our pronouns in our little window right there. And so with cisgender, being a cisgender person of privilege, then I'm all about spreading the word, right? And just advocating um, as much as I can as a capital A ally for our friends who want and need gender affirming care. Absolutely. And you know what? You and I have a lot of privilege, right? Even though we are LGBTQ+, I think it's really uh, important to acknowledge that we have lots of privilege simply by being cisgender, by being white, you know, all of those things bring a lot of privilege. Okay. So next story comes from a little, a franchise company called Wetzel's Pretzels. And it has a new name. I know, right? It has a new plan to expand access to franchise ownership by providing women and underrepresented folks a discount discount on their franchise fees, financial assistance, and educational and mentorship opportunities. I love this. I do too. And I think that it's so, for me, it's fascinating because again, just starting my own business just a few short years ago, I wanted to know who were the LGBTQ plus friendly um, financial institutions or what grants were out there. And so I wanted to right away become a business enterprise through the National Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. And, and then I also wanted to become a woman-owned business. There were a lot of hoops for that. I'm like, wow, here's my card. Anyway, so I, I think that it's wonderful what Wetzel's Pretzels is doing to, to expand that because it's also, you know... It, it's giving the opportunity. And, and I think that when you were talking about microaggressions too, it's the, let's make the pie bigger. You know, if I have a right, it's not taking a right away from you. So those of you who understood the National Speakers Association reference to making the pie bigger, one right doesn't take a, away a right from someone else. Absolutely. And I, I wish... I wish there was an easy way to teach that. I have to be honest with you. I haven't really found an easy way to explain that. I mean, it's a metaphor that people can't intellectualize it yet or that I've been able to experience. So I'm, I'm looking for an easy way to teach that if you happen to know one. I, I don't know that I do, but it was interesting. I read another article this morning who said, dear men who are in power, and I'm talking, it could be trans, could be usually cisgender, heteronormative is what I'm going with there. If you are at an event, go and see who's setting everything up. It's usually those who were assigned female at birth. And so I was like, so when you're asking the question, how do we change this? We need to have our allies who are in power whether they are male or female or BIPOC or uh, religious, whatever it might be, you know, open up those doors, which is what Wetzel's Pretzels is doing. Exactly. I, and this is equity in action. All right. The third story today comes about uh, the backlash to comments made by Candace Owens, who is an anti-diversity activist. So Candace Owens 
was talking online about the Skims line of adaptive underwear, which is very inclusive. It has a model in a wheelchair. It has adaptive features for those with limited mobility, for those on the autism spectrum. Anyway, so Candace Owens was really mocking these products online, which then caused this whole uproar and backlash against her and I just, you know, at the end of the day, what I like about this is that, is that it, there's more awareness about people with disabilities and their needs. And so um, I'm going to take this as a win. Yeah. And I love that you focus on the positives to be able to say, you know, here we go. And, and it's not that I want to, I don't know Candace Owens at all. Um, I, I read everything that I could and such. And it was like, why, why? Why do you, why is, what is it doing? Well, how is it hurting you, dear person that I will say of privilege, right? So you have this microphone, you have this, this platform on which to speak. And it was like, wow, how interesting. I'll leave it at that. How interesting. That's exactly right. How interesting. Well, the fourth story comes from the Biden administration, which recently provided $39 billion for semiconductors and chip manufacturers. I don't even think about this stuff. But as part of that, they made a requirement that companies who access this subsidy must build affordable childcare near the site or pay for childcare elsewhere. So this is all about diversifying these industries and getting more women in these industries, making that easier. Absolutely. And so when I first read that article, it wasn't potato chips. So I had to go, you know, take a step back from that. And then I just wanted to say, yay, Elizabeth Warren, who has been proclaiming this for forever and a day that we need to. Let's think about this. If we are to take care of our youth and give them what they need, then we don't have to. Let's be proactive, right? Instead of reactive. And again, and this could also benefit men who maybe, you know, are single parents who are widowers or whatever it might be. But I love this. I think it's wonderful. And let's bring in the two-year, the four-year, everything so that we also have people who can job shadow and, and be youth apprentice while they are helping to raise our future generations. Dig it. I love it as well. And honestly, I mean, the cost of childcare in our country is it's astronomical and people have to choose between childcare and going back to work sometimes because it's sometimes equivalent to a salary or close to it. Well, and I'll tell you real briefly, that's why I'm moving to South Carolina to be by my niece so that I can be her nanny. And that she can take the money that she would use in especially infant child care to either get her master's or her certificate or her husband to do that. So, yeah, that's why we're moving. That's it's so it's such a it, it, why do we even have to be having, right. having these uh, discussions? Right. OK, so the last story is from Google which has done a really nice job of including its Muslim employees this Ramadan. And, and as a result, it's also improving its product. So the company uh, Employee Resource Group, which is, um, I believe it's called Muslim at Google, Muslims at Google, they put together this comprehensive Ramadan guide that provides non-Muslim Googlers tips on how to support their colleagues as a result, there are even now Ramadan-themed Meets backgrounds, Google Meets backgrounds, and an improved search experience that provides tips with connecting with Muslim consumers around the joy of the holiday. 
I love this because it's it just check that it's a it's wins on a lot of levels. Absolutely. And what I love is that it's coming from those who celebrate rather than me trying to tokenize what is this or, you know, I'll do my own Google search, but it's coming from the people who actually live this. And as a middle, a middle school counselor for so long, I would absolutely during Ramadan, I would tell our physical education teachers, please don't do the mile run. During Ramadan, can you do something differently? You know, state testing, let's take a look at this. So because here are these youth who aren't eating or drinking the entire day. And so I'm excited. I love what you talked about with the backgrounds as well, because it makes it more um, accessible, right? And, and that then I can ask questions, which again, I love your model. Thank you. And, and honestly, having the backgrounds, I think it normalizes all of this, normalizes cultural celebrations, normalizes different personal backgrounds. And, and I think that's just a beautiful thing. All right. So Lisa, thank you so much for being my guest today. Can you tell folks how they can find you? Absolutely. Bernadette, thanks for having me. So the easiest way to find me is to go to inclusionally.com, I-N-C-L-U-S-I-O-N-A-L-L-Y.com. And then that'll take you to my website, Lisa Kenicky, K-O-E, and is a Nancy E-C-K-E. Happy to talk, happy to help however I can. Um, hey, buy a book. They're they're not that expensive. That would be wonderful. Let's save some lives. It has a rainbow cover as well. I, you have the best energy. So thank you so much for being my guest. Uh, this week's call to action is about how Friday is Transgender Day of Visibility. You can learn more about this special day by visiting gendercool.org to meet some amazing transgender youth. These youth are brave and inspiring, and they keep showing up even when their community is under attack. Thank you for listening to Five Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my Five Things newsletter, join at fivethingsdei.com. I'm Bernadette Smith. And I'll see you next week right here for five things in 15 minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI.